In this podcast, we review pilot episodes of popular TV shows with a dose of shenanigans along the way. I'm Baden. I'm Dave. And it's our year anniversary. Congrats to us. And, you know, to celebrate this monumentous occasion, we are going to review Showtime's Californication. So sit back, relax, and don't blame the pilot, boy. Don't blame the pilot. Dive it on fire. We finally made it. We did it. <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking this whole time. We've just pretty much had a fucking argument beforehand. It got really heated as well, didn't it? About how many weeks there are in a year. Yeah. So it's 52 in a year, not 54. Mm-hmm. So when we started, we did more than one episode a week for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you think we'd last this long? Yes. <laughs> it's the second year, I'm not so sure about it. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Yeah. No, I did. I honestly, I honestly did. I enjoy it. Like, I, yeah. I enjoy doing it. Because I've said this many times, it's usually 15 episodes and people give up with podcasts. But we've stuck by it. It's become, it's become our weekly routine. Yeah. Well, kind of, because we, deci- we sometimes decided to do Mondays or Tuesdays to record this. Mm. Um you know, but it's become it's become a little ritual for us now, which is good. Yeah, yeah, no, should should have done it yesterday, really. You know, when you have those days, we go, oh no, 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 I've had nah, a hard, it's fine. I've had a, we've got a day. Sorry, I've yeah. had a, I've had a hard day. I'll do it tomorrow, and then I had, I had even a harder day, so it was stupid. Yeah. But it's okay. It's okay. It's all, it's all right. Uh, yeah, and then and then we're leading up to Christmas as well. We haven't even thought what we're going to do for Christmas. Um. I know you're born about the Star Wars holiday ah, special, right? But there's a there's a new Seth Rogen show <laughs> that came out. Star uh, Wars, the Seth Rogen, based around Christmas, and it's the lowest rated TV show of all time. Of all time, yeah. I don't know on what. I just read the article headline. Is it a popular TV show with a dose of shenanigans along the way, though? <sighs> Probably not. Mm. You know. Seth think Rogen. Before you, think before you speak, David, eh? Next time. Yeah, well, Seth Rogen's not the... You know, he's not the, really the main creative part of, like, the films that he's in. To be honest. Is he not? <laughs> nah, not the good ones. Nah, fuck that. He's a massive part of of them. Mm. He writes the majority of them. Oh, wait, yeah, he does. It's, uh, I got it the wrong way around. <laughs> Well, this is why we're, we're TV reviewers, not um, not film reviewers. But yeah, um, don't, don't know anything about film. we don't know anything about film at all, um, <laughs> or football. Um, yeah, so should sh- sh- we just should just crack on straight into Californication? Californication. Uh, yeah, so Californication came out two thousand and seven. Uh, a writer tries to juggle his career, his relationship with his daughter and ex girlfriend, as well as his appetite for beautiful women. Where did you first hear about this, David? Uh, a friend of mine in uni late one night when we we're chilling having a joint probably something like that just just to slide that in there well you, you know, we we have had a, a year of um, David's drunken drug stories mm. so yeah, yeah no like come, ah, come it. on it'll be give it like it, I mean it's funny because I don't even smoke I don't even smoke weed anymore I'm just I'm just saying it was like uh, that was just it was just off the time. It was 2013, I think. Yeah. And um, 
the guy was like, he was from Mexico, and he was like, oh, you need to watch his show, it's amazing. And I just thought, nah, the fucking dude from the X-Files, like, yeah. I just don't fancy it at all. And um, even then going back to this, I thought, oh, well, it's okay. It's all right, this and that. And then something happens near the end of the episode and you go, oh, my God. And it probably has more, it's more interesting with the way the world is today than it was back then hmm. to me. you know, uh, t- To me, it's got a bit of a, like a 90s vibe to it. Mm. I can't really put my finger on it. Funny enough, the first, I think maybe the first two seasons has, has a certain style to it. Mm. And then after that, it goes full blown HD and all sleek. And it kind of loses a bit of its charm. It loses more and more of its charm as the seasons go on, to be honest. But um, in... Well, in the way it's shot anyway, but the the first four like the first four seasons are amazing. The way the story yeah. unfolds. It might be one of those where you go you go and watch it on our recommendation. Hmm. You probably won't because it's really hard to find now for some reason. Which I'll get to. Legally speaking, it is. Yeah. Um but yeah, I've I I I've I tend to find things quite quickly in 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 the in the illegal part. I just bought um, it. I just, <laughs> right. I just bought it. I am, um, you know. I think because um, I guess we can kind of go back a little bit, you know. And bless the first time we ever had Bacho on, he uh, he bought Batwoman. Mm. I felt terrible about that, and I thought, you know what? From now on, I should probably buy S- some the shows. shows. Some shows shows deserve it though. And Californication is one of them. That's true, yeah. Yeah, but, y- you know, um, everyone's kind of aware, if you've been following our podcast, mm. of how much we, we talk about this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I first heard about it from a uni friend as well, weirdly enough. Mm. And, yeah, and then me and my uni friend watched it. Um, yeah, me, me and Reese, I'm, I'm sure Reese is listening to this. It's like his favourite show, he's obsessed with this. And... Um, and we just binged the whole thing, and I think we've watched it four times round. Wow, I've watched like, it. I've watched it twice through. <laughs> it's the type which, of which is a lot for of, seven seasons. I'm not the type of person who comfort watches anything. I'm always like, oh, I need to watch the newest thing, or you know, I can't just. I never watch things just for the sake. Oh, I'll just put something on. But Californication is is like comfort food to me. Mm-hmm. And we we will talk about it, but throughout the, this whole episode, I, I just had a smile on my face. The whole way through, yeah, and I kept catching myself doing it, even through the parts that I I have problems with. Yeah, because there's a lot. There's like, yeah, um, don't don't like this is this is not a fucking masterpiece or anything like that. Do not go into it with that impression. It's, it, it's it's like that saying, you know, true perfection has to be imperfect, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's one of them. There's just there's just something about it. Yeah, because it, because it, it's the perfect show where you can actually. St- you can actually see the roots of us. You can see the skeleton and how it's made. You can you can imagine writers writing this in a writer's room mm-hmm. and you can see the plot happening in front of you, but there's just something about it. And I guess we'll try and figure out what that is. But my main proposal would be that it's it has a slight, slight alight, slice of life element to it. Yeah. And you just enjoy the characters. It's got great characters. Like, it's a really, really well-defined 
You like only... some, even some of the acting, like even some of the dialogue's a bit iffy, but there's just something about it. Some of the some of the actors like own it though. All the bad lines, you know. Um, yeah. The dude who plays Charlie Runkle, Evan Handler. My yeah, God. Yeah, he's, he's probably the best actor in it. Yeah. Yeah. He he steals the show. To be honest, mm. he's such a good. Um, he's such a good character. Charlie. I think I think it's because we a lot of TV shows feel very desensitized because it, mainly it's a lot of. I don't mean just attractive, but I mean like stereotypical bland type of attract attractive, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And you can point to any show that does this, but this people this show does have attractive people. Don't get me wrong, but there's like something about them. And you know what I mean? They're like interestingly beautiful. Yes. Most people in this show. Yes, because there's no one ugly in the show, don't get, don't get me wrong, but they feel like actual people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on, it's still in LA, isn't it? Like. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I've never been, but like. <laughs> that's the, we, 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 can what, only, we can only judge it off the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> it's, 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 more what, it's more what you imagine LA to be like. And it's not always like all these um you know sort of like mid-tier celebrities just sort of like fucking living the dream and all that like most of them are fucking in this the miserable messes i mean like if you talk about like what happens in the whole show really what the, the whole thing is just uh david coveney's character hank walking around being a twat and uh every now and again sleeping with a woman that's sort of like the whole premise <laughs> really that's the premise but it's one of those shows where it's completely character driven yeah and it work it works that's i guess that's why it's still carried on for three seasons after the story wraps up it's a weird one like i said it's it's a type of real realized um slice of life mm-hmm. isn't it it's it's just it's pure shenanigans and funny enough the show gets more ridiculous as it goes on but funny enough um um i think hank is maybe the only character who doesn't go ridiculous he's the only one who stays consistent mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing but the car- the, the side characters become really fucking ridiculous <laughs> as, as it gets on and what's really funny about watching this is it's like um it's it's just how chill all the all the other side characters are <laughs> if you watch this one episode and then watch the last one you'd think what the fuck is this but there's something kind of funny about that, though. Just the mm-hmm. characters doing, you know, let's say Runkle gets into some utter shenanigans. He he's the real MVP, I think. Yeah, in Ru- show. Char- uh, Charlie and Marcy, the great. Mar- I just I, I just I just love I love their attitude towards life. They're just like fuck it, aren't they? Well, yeah. I mean, do, do you remember a point where um, she's gonna sleep with uh, what's his name? Is it the producer? Is he called Ted or something like that? Yeah, and, and, yeah. Uh, basically, she's like. They're like, oh, you have money problems. It's like, I will literally pay you $2 million if I get to sleep with you. And they're like, <laughs> and they're going over it for half a season being like, can we do it? Can you do it? Like, it's just, and. And, and that's just, that's a scratch in the iceberg though. I, I, the, the bit that is, um, is Batesy. I think that, that bit's the, the highlight for me. Funny enough, all of the, the really, the, not the best bits, but the most like quotable bits come from the later seasons. Where yeah, it's... the two because they're they do the same story trope every time. Like where they like they don't know what to do for an episode, and they go right. We'll get that fucking um, the guy from Parks and Rec round, make him act like Brad Pitt, and we'll just have him go on a sesh together. They, yeah, they do it every um, season. Interestingly, though, I've just realised we've done this by accident. Hmm. Californication is very similar to the BoJack Horseman, and funny enough, that was our first ever episode. Yeah. 
So we have come in a full circle here. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because Bojack Horseman, in a brilliant way, in Saber Californication, it, it follows a kind of a seasonal arc and they kind of do the same thing. Like there's an episode where that happens. Yeah. You know, like in Bojack, there's always like people getting, you know, there's always that like dark episode where people get absolutely fucked up. Yeah. And then there's an episode where it's all, you know, all back to reality. It's it's, just, it's similar to here. Funny enough with um, Californication, and it, it, it's, it's why I love it. Like every season has like, something that Hank has to get through in mm-hmm. his career. In this first season, it's the fact that he's trying to write a, a novel, yeah. isn't he? Uh, second season, I believe, maybe it's, I can't remember. Uh, anyway, one of the seasons is, um, I think it's him writing a TV show and so forth. And it just it just keeps going. And one of them is like him touring with a rock band. But, but the main dilemma is the same dilemma that yes. Bojack has. Yeah. So not to like... Um, this is all within the first episode, and I guess this is like the selling point of it. But because um, he's an author, and he goes, he's sort of like, I don't know, he's egotistical, but he hates himself all at the same time. Um, it's Bojack, yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, he bumps into, I guess, one of his fans at a a, a book shop that's <laughs> that's selling his books. He's hanging around his own books. Anyway, he sleeps with this sleeps with this girl, and. Um, as, as the episode goes on and he's around his ex, let's just say ex-wife's house, uh, his ex-wife's getting married to this other guy and the daughter is the girl he just slept with, whose name is Mia. Yeah. And then you find out that she's 16. Mm-hmm. And he's like, God, 45. He's probably in his, he'd be in his 40s. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. And that that's the bit that like... That's the plot, isn't it? But- yeah. That is, the, the the actual story of this is him trying to reconnect and you know and, and, and reconnect with his family together yeah really. but he just has this overhang this thing overhanging all the time and it's the same thing with bojack isn't it? he sleeps with his um his because like... bojack's the same thing it's 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 trying to find love as a nurse but then all these things get in the way but you know californication has like a different like um, career aspect like I said like him writing a book and all that Bojack has the same one it's like it's like a progression so the first I come up with the first thing but one season like when not trying to win an Oscar one's writing a novel funny enough the first season's writing a novel it is yeah, yeah it's writing his yeah, autobiography um, so it, it mu- they, they must it must be highly influenced by this Bojack Horseman it has to be it's got to be there's three there's three shows all from um, that like that the end of the noughties to that that are all very similar and Maybe they're just the kind of shows that we really like is uh, Bojack, um, this Californication, and Episodes. Which, episodes, yeah. Which has... Uh, episodes is very similar. Yeah, not many people really talk about that, but it's Matt LeBlanc playing... Uh, we'll, do that of, for a, we'll do that for a second year anniversary. Yeah, a fictional version of, <laughs> of himself yeah. being a washed up arsehole. And that's fucking great as well. But it's all, it's all about showbiz and just how like fake it is and, and just... But that's that's so funny though, just the shenanigans and just the the amount of people how people are desperate to make it big and stuff like that and just just the the shenanigans around yeah. Hollywood man. And it and really roll. and it re- I mean God is is there anything you remember hating from the show? Because I remember one thing the fucking you know the funeral of the rock star and then there's a big hologram there and I'm just <laughs> like I said what the fuck is this? What the fuck? I mean, this this for something that it starts well, it, it, off it, it very jumped, simple, it, it, it really it jumped, goes places. It jumped, it jumped the shark, absolutely. But season five. But yeah, I I still I still love it though. 
Yeah, I do. Because I, I think I think you're at that point where you just enjoy the characters and just the shenanigans, and you couldn't care about anything else. It, it just it turns into it turns nearly into a sitcom, where it's just shenanigans every episode. Mm-hmm. And what does Han get into? The interesting thing, and I remember you pointed this out when we first watched it years ago, mm-hmm. and I, I think I think you said it's like interesting how Hank doesn't technically do anything wrong, but these he just these situations just tend to happen to him. Because yeah. it, because it's, because um, it's Karen, isn't it? Um, yeah. She she makes out that he does all these awful things, but it's always like you know, if they just it's that trope, isn't it? If they just talked it out, that it, it'd be fine. It's like you know, I, I can explain really. You know, it's like you know, but he always falls into falls into shenanigans. Can't help himself. Well, yeah, I know, and um, but he he handles all the situations really well. He's one of them where like. I mean, maybe not for everybody, but for me, it always was like, he handles situations, like it's something you aspire to be able to do is handle situations the way the character Hank Moody does. Like, but what, it, the thing about, and I guess I've always known this, you, you can kind of see the cracks in the show, for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see that a lot of his lines are a little bit, weird and um and it's it's the case of the other actress has to react like well that's so sexy and you think oh well that's how guys should go on you know what i mean it's it's kind of it's all for show weirdly enough even though that's the uh, point of the show in itself oh yeah i know i know that and like he's not (laughs) there was there was a great quote um you know the guy played cook in skins yeah yeah god he's a big actor why i can't remember his name um he um he made someone asked him. It was just like, I bet you, I bet all, I bet women are just like crawling up. Cause, you know, his character's like, you know, Jack the lad. All the girls love him and all like that. Yeah. And he just went like, well, no, because one, I'm not like that, and two, it's the writing has enabled that. Mm-hmm. So they're in the writer, in the writing, all the girls like me, for better or for worse, type of thing. Yeah. And he's saying like, that just wouldn't happen in real life, you know. Um, no, of course. I'm all mean like the the confrontations he has with people. Confrontations, yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, it's, it's all set up, and you can tell of the course. guy. You can tell the guy who wrote this probably had all these little daydreams in the shower. Like you can see the cracks in the show, but it's still fucking amazing. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, again, like lower your expectations a bit because it's made by Showtime, right? They came off the back of Weeds after this because Weeds is their big one, wasn't it? Well, uh, Dexter was already going at this point i think wasn't dexter fx i'm probably wrong no, but yeah no, no dexter, it, it, dexter it, it, it was showtime, showtime. Okay, yeah okay well, dexter's terrible but um <laughs> yeah yeah i know but like you know what if you think like all right think of a showtime mm-hmm. sure everybody goes to dexter but this one has feels like it has a voice mm-hmm. dexter feels like um how to make a murderer it's just you know by the numbers it feels like a stock show made by ai um, yeah, Dexter's is wank. I know I agree with you, yeah. but I, but lo- but the people who love it love it, and it's back. Do you know it's back? Is it? Uh, yeah. What the fuck? Like, yeah. I, but um, but that's Showtime. Hence why uh, th- this went on for seven seasons. They uh, they wrapped up the show and gave it a fantastic ending at season four. So if you if you're ever gonna go around, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. If you're ever gonna go around and watch it, I mean, keep watching after season four because it's. If you're enjoying it, but it's, it's to that point, yeah. but watch season one to four and then have a break, just just 
just take it in four days and then we, accept we've that we've talked that this the many times that it should have ended in season four because that was the perfect ending and it wrapped up the, the point of the show mm. and it was almost like almost like a twist ending for a TV show in a way oh was it well you know like oh the, the, he doesn't doesn't get the good oh we're spoiling it <laughs> well done uh, I was tiptoeing around Oh, I, I was thinking, right, how am I going to make sure that Ben doesn't quite say it? I thought I won't do it, but then, yeah. Oh, what, it's been out for nearly 10 years, man. I mean, um, but... Yeah, no, true. true. Um, you know. They don't um, get together, right? Hank and Karen at the start. And like, and when you watch a well, show like this, you think, well, that's definitely going to happen. But they had the balls, didn't they? They went, nah, we're going to end it. Bittersweet and ending, and it drives was, off into it, the sunset. It was so popular. Funnily enough, um, it was season three when this got popular. Right. So that's that's when it kicked off, and there's been there was a lot of conservative groups in Australia trying to get this banned. Really. Because of the opening scene, because in the opening the opening scene is um, Hank being cool as fuck going into a church by himself. And then there's a nun there, and he's like, oh, I, I don't know how to write. You know, I like there's so much on my mind, whatever. I just, I don't know what to do. So, and she's like, oh, well, would a blowjob help? <laughs> and then, as you can imagine, this nun proceeds to do that. Anyways, this really fucked off a lot of Christians in Australia. And Specifically Australia, not anywhere. Yeah, not any other yeah, Christians. Yeah, yeah, funny enough. I don't think anyone else watched it, but... Um, in, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's... Yeah, he says it was just in that pilot episode. And um, I think there's something else on it. Yeah, so it was um, a Christian lobbying managing director called for a boycott. Um, t- t- not not just for the network, but for all advertisers who like advertise during the show. And it says apparently it's to do with like the marijuana and the sex and vomit, which is on here as well for some reason. Um, wow. Yeah. So you know, as you well, expect, it's a it's a very it's a very liberal show, isn't it? Well, yeah, but then talk about product placement. If I can think of one thing, Maker's Mark, um, Marble Reds is what yeah, I was but, thinking. But Maker's Mark was there as well. See, I didn't spot that. It's a whiskey that he drinks. I didn't spot that being a consistent drink, but I just think every because. There'll be situations where he gets his like fucking gets his car stolen. He gets yeah, mugged from yeah. his car, pulls out Marble Reds. Um, you know to, to be he's fair, about, he's like, about to be arrested for statutory rape, Marble Reds. Anything yeah, Marble yeah, like yeah. anything, Marble Reds, and they're always Marble Reds to the point it was so much that I finally succumbed to the uh, peer pressure and I went, I'm gonna have to get a pack of well, Marble Reds. I kinda of, s- kinda of bear it anymore. Speaking of that though, one of my old friends in America, mm-hmm. um he called himself Hank. And I didn't realise why he changed his name and until I saw the show and I realised he's trying to be just like him, even dresses like him. Wow. And everything. New Yorker. Y- yeah. It's classic New York crack, that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it is. And, the um, characters from New York as well. So. Yeah, but it's... It, it, it it's one of the it's it's funny because at the end of this you know it's supposed to be all drama it's like oh f- like f- fuck what have I done you know but like I I, I just find it funny because like every episode there's just some shenanigans and it's just either him whacking out a cigarette and just going oh, fuck I think that's the one thing I like really connect with Hank because I think I go on like that at the same time mm. like I don't I don't make a fucking thing it's kind of like shit and then 
<laughs> just like look off into the distance and just think, well, shit. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> Gets his car nicked, gar cigarette. But it's always something horrific happens, and he just like pulls out a cigarette. It's really funny. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, for some reason, it never gets old. I think the last time they do it is when he meets his son. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it got to the point though when they were kind of self-aware of it, so they make a really big deal. Like there's a big pause, and he just like slowly gets it out and just like right. Yeah, some shitty like soundtrack of like fucking electric guitar. Or some from some from the nineties, you know, some Californian rock. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And um, Rem or something, yeah. That um, was something, but that that, and the two songs that always pop up in the show are uh, that you can't always get what you want by Rolling Stones and uh, Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Uh, different one in the pilot. It's uh, fucking My Morning Jacket. If anyone remembers them, mm. uh, but then every other time I tell them, John. Yeah, I, I mean, do you think this is? It's it's a hard one to judge because I I think this is very close to being a perfect pilot. Oh, in what way though? It's weird because I can see the faults in it, mm-hmm. but just the setup of things is really good. Mm. The- but it it does fall to a lot of pilot problems where it's like, you know, characters have to announce stuff. So you're kind of on track of what the relationship is. Mm. So it's just like, no, I am getting married. And it's just, oh, it's, sorry. I think Hank says to his ex-wife and um, says to Karen, like, oh, but you know, you can't get married. Like we're married. So it's like, no, Hank, we're not married. You know, you didn't want to remember, you know, it's like yeah. that type of line. I was like, oh, right, cool. Um, I know. Yeah. And Charlie's like, you know, as your agent, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And exactly. your friend. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. yeah, so, all right, we'll get it. We'll get it. But um, the, I guess so. But it, it, this this is another one that is literally a pilot. Like, you can see from the... Um, you see the cracks in it. Well, no, it's like uh, from episode two, uh, Becca, the daughter, mm. she, look, she literally looks a year older. She's like a foot <laughs> Yeah, taller. yeah. Well, that's what would have episode. happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have taken like a year to get it done. Yeah. But... Um, so, you know, it hadn't quite figured out what it was. It's pre pre breaking Breaking Bad as well. It is, yeah. Fucking old now. <coughs> I mean, God, I, I just you know, like when I knew I was watching, I thought I'd, I'd look up David Duchovny. That man, David Duchovny's old. <laughs> he's old now. He's getting on now, yeah. Yeah, he still looks cool, but he's fucking he's old, man. He's an old old dude. Yeah, he he, he actually didn't want to work on television anymore. Um, well, I get that, and I'd, as we know from the X Files now, um, he would only the shot all the X Files in Toronto and all that blah blah. blah like I said, uh, he solely wanted to live in LA, which is probably what convinced him to do this show. What convinced him was um, just that he liked the he liked the relationship between Hank and his daughter. Really? Yeah. That's what convinced him to do the role. Yeah, because he wasn't having any of it. And, and I think the fact that it was in California as well, it was just like, yeah, cool. Yeah, probably, yeah. Makes makes sense. But he, he definitely carries it though, doesn't he? He's perfect for the role. He's the right age where he's like, he's sort of like, I mean, um, he was like a, a, I guess he was sort of like a heartthrob really of TV in the like early to mid 90s, you know, mm. but he's a lot older here at this point and he, he like fits the, 
the money perfectly of someone who's just still like can hold a show but is washed up yeah still got a perfect age in it like to be like just still got it to be convincing enough to be oh he's he's very convincing as like a ladies man Mm -hmm. yeah yes he probably is in real life he probably is yeah i mean (laughs) i wouldn't be surprised didn't you have didn't you have a story someone you knew uh saw him in a in an elevator in New York, I only say elevator because it was in New York. But um Right. Yeah. A lift. <laughs> Fucking hell. And um <laughs> You need to say elevator because our American fans won't understand you. Oh yeah. It's that thing you get in you press buttons and it goes up and down. Um That could be loads of things. A crane. But um so uh Yeah, didn't didn't someone see him and he they were just staring at him and they turned around and went, Thank you. Just for staring at him. One of your friends. Yeah, it was it was someone who. Um, yeah, she she. I think she introduced me into the show in the first place, and I think she. I think when she introduced me, she said, oh, "I met the lead actor in an elevator," and he didn't say like "thank you." He said like some kind of cool quippy line, um. and I can't remember what it was. And then walked away, and she was just like, "Oh my god," uh, <laughs> you know. Oh well. Uh, tank moody, yeah. So what are, uh, what are the cracks do you see? Just out of curiosity. Um, oh, God, let me think. It's a victim of its time still. Handheld camera all over the place randomly for no reason. <laughs> yeah. It's not even meant to be like a fly on the wall thing. I don't I don't get it. Like, But quick zooms. Fucking loved them. I don't know. They must have just invented, <laughs> they must have just invented like a new automatic zoom that you could just do it like so quick. I don't know. Yeah, whenever there's a new technology, it gets really overused. Yeah. Oh, whack that in. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, absolutely. I've tried to think of cracks. Um, it does, it does this thing with like little flashbacks without we're earning it. Yeah. So, um, I I don't know. I I think flashbacks are kind of a little a little cheap. Like you have you have to really fucking earn it to deserve a flashback. In my opinion, I'm sure there's some people who absolutely can't get enough of flashbacks in anything. Um. Yeah, I can't really think of. Anything that's like a masterpiece that has flashbacks in it. I'm sure I'm going to be proven wrong. I've, I've completely put myself out there there. Are you ready? The, Are you ready for one? What? Memento. The whole mm. thing's a flashback. Ah. <laughs> Technically. Wait, is it? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I mean flashback in the whole classic case of, oh, it goes all black and white. And it's like, oh, it's a memory. The thing about <laughs> Nolan, the, the thing about like N- Nolan does it with just like a clean cut goes through time but I, I know what you mean um know, i'm te- just it, it, i'm just being pissy really oh, right, i was just yeah. trying to think of something was, right. Right. but um yeah so it does that um i think it would work if you got the you know the character like it feels like something that you would fling in you know like in the last episode of the season or something to kind of reinforce the idea of him wanting to be in a family mm-hmm. but in the first episode it's just uh, it's not enough time for that but then the flashback stuff in this is always really funny because you can see the cracks in like the fact that you know like Becca's too old or they get a different actor in for. Oh, they eventually like get that. they yeah. eventually just um, resort to getting a different actor in, yeah. Yeah, and then um, the flashbacks of when they were in New York's really funny. Really makes us laugh because it's like him being his age trying to act like he's twenty five, and he has like, a little goatee and a and a, and a, a hat on. Oh you know, God, which, yeah, which I remember that. Laugh, yeah. It doesn't work at all. It no, looks like no, Ned Flanders' um, dad if anyone yeah. watches The Simpsons. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's a bit like Evan Hansen uh, type thing. And uh, yeah, so there's 
so there's that. I obviously mentioned the characters announcing stuff. And... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. But for some reason... It just, yeah, and, and then there's, there's bits of dialogue which are just a bit weird as well. Mm-hmm. I, I can't really think of anything on top of my head. Um, the, the opening is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like the, the setup of, of everything... Oh yeah. Um, but, but what is brilliant is the way, like I said, like the, the way the characters are set up uh, in this, like you know exactly what role they're going to play straight away, and that's a good. That's a good sign of good writing. I, I, and if you and if you can tell that visually, then bonus points to you. Like I keep mentioning the train spotting, but I, I've talked too much about that film. Well, again, the actor who plays uh, Charlie, kind of, you see it in his face, like, like. Uh, actually, even his opening line, isn't it? He's like, well, I have an offer for you. Like, yeah. and, um, I swear he says that so many times later. They make the really but it, it, the show becomes a, The show becomes it. a parody of itself because they're kind of winking at the audience at that point. Yeah. So it gets really over the top. <laughs> like he's, scre- he's literally screaming at it at one point. Do you remember when they go to that billionaire's house and just fucking they find him yeah. hanging off the back of the bathroom <laughs> door? <laughs> like and, he's and, fucking and, and, and in that moment, you, you, you got like the gang there, and like they have to get it, they get out of the sticky situation. <laughs> <laughs> sticky situation, uh, no pun intended. But, um... Oh my god! And there's a fucking monkey going around the whole time, and it hits as well, Charlie. To add to, add to, add to, it to as well. this fucking shithouser of it all. Yeah, so it starts off. This is kind of. You know, a cute little thing, and then it, and it devolves into audio um, fixation. A billionaire with a monkey trying to cause havoc. Audio fixation. It's um. Oh fuck! No, what is it? Auto- <laughs> I'm trying to picture that audio fixation. <laughs> is that what I said? De- deafening yourself while you uh. Aye. Crack one out. Auto erotic asphyxiation. Auto erotic. Yeah, that's it. I don't know what any of that fucking means, but basically, if you don't know. It means cracking one out and uh, trying to strangle yourself to the point of passing out just at the same time. But you've got to make sure you don't kill yourself. The, well, well, I, I'd hope that that would be the key to, to all of this. Well, apparently the, it's quite hard. The, the NXS guy died from that, right? A lot of people have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> as a side note. Actually, don't, but, don't three characters... A, a character in Bojack dies of it as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Um The rhyme. <laughs> George Lucas Star yeah. Wars. It's like poetry. It's like poetry, it all rhymes. <laughs> the um Oh yeah, that was another thing. Um there's a lot of student film crack in this. But I think this kind of predates student crack. Yeah, I don't I'd So like... um the the fact that the main character is a writer is a student cliche. Um the fact that the girl is called Mia, like, fuck me. Every student film has a character called Mia in it. It's like the go-to femme fatale name, Mia. I guess. I never... None of it seemed student-y to me, I've got to, I've got to say. Like, it's just... The, well, yeah, bu- the yeah, budget and, and goes the fact, to it, different, it, different yeah, things, you know? like Yeah, but the fact that he's, you know, like... But you know, you, you can imagine a student writing Hank Moody is like, oh, the coolest guy around. He's so cool, but he's so traumatized at the same time. To be fair, though, I'm just I'm nitpicking at this point because I, I fucking love this show almost, so much. I know what you mean. He can like it could be written by somebody who's not even his age, kind of thing. It's like 
like going back to what I said, like the way, because it's not realistic, is it? The way that women treat them. No. And, and I guess, what I was gonna say is like, would how would a show like this go down now, if they brought it out? I think it would be a lot darker, <laughs> given what happens. You know. I just I. Uh... But but. Um. Well, you could play on it in a lot of different ways because basically, yeah, he doesn't know that Mia's 16. No. Right? He doesn't know that that happens. And she uses him throughout the first couple of seasons by... um, She gets a hold of his script because he writes a book about that situation he's had with her and the statutory rape thing. So she says that she wrote it Mm. and uses that to, like, blackmail him, basically, all the time. So, like, well, if you tell anybody, I'll tell other people about what happened. But then it starts to come more and more apparent. It's like, well, why is the writing so similar to Hank Moody? And it, it just, it gets stressful. Has that, hap- has that happened before? Where Because pe- J.K. Rowling wrote a book and put a different name on it. What book? Yeah, I can't. I can't remember what it's called. No, it was ha- after. It was after. No, it was. <laughs> no, it was. It was after. It was after Harry Potter. Okay. And because um, she wanted it to do well on its own merits. Did it do well on its own merit? It did critically, yeah. And um, mm-hmm. but the funny thing is, nobody clicked on that it was her. And uh, uh, anyway, she, she eventually announced that it was her, and then you know, as you can imagine, the the, the book sales went you know through, through the roof. The roof. Um, yeah, I can't remember what it was called, but yeah, if, if you give that a quick Google. But the, I'm just wondering, can, can you really, can you tell? Oh, this is a lot like Hank Moody's book, the guy who's done one book. Must be made into a film. <laughs> yeah, good point. I don't know. I'm not right. I'm, I'm I'm really nitpicking at this point. I just I, I like complaining about things. What can I say? Well, it probably it probably is very convenient. Do you know what I mean? But then how else would it? Because otherwise, it would just go on forever with that. And I get I guess they could have really. They could. Mm. I mean, they could have had the whole Mia story go on all the way at season seven. Yeah, and just milk it. Mm. Then you wouldn't have had to deal with Tim Minchin for a season. <laughs> Christ, <laughs> that man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I, I, yeah they really tried to one up themselves there didn't they mm. and the yeah. irony is I think Marilyn Manson's in the show he is, he is. Well. Yeah. And, and he's actually really chill <laughs> he's actually he's actually the sanest person in the whole show I'm not even taking the piss no, he's, 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 the vo- he's the voice of reason in one of the episodes <laughs> god do you, you know, Maramans, you know the rumour that he got like his ribs removed? Yeah, yeah. It's interesting how that's become, that's like a worldwide thing, you know? That isn't just like a British thing. No. I every, don't, I don't every, every, every country has their own variant of that story, but I find it fascinating how that's a thing. It's like, um, I think Tom Scott, you know, the YouTuber, he did a, he did a video on um, uh, talking about, you know, like um, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, like that song. Yeah. Apparently, every country has a different version of that song. Okay. If you know what I mean. So it's interesting how like something's it's it's like global Chinese whispers, isn't it? Mm. Marilyn Manson getting his ribs taken out. Um, yeah. So Marilyn Manson's the voice of reason. One of the episodes, he, he gives a he gives a good life lesson. Wow. Yeah. God, yeah. forgot about all that. Forgot about. Yeah. Is all it, that. is um oh, what's the name of the daughter again? Becca. Becca. Yeah, what about? Her? I, 
I, I can't tell if she's a good actor or not. Probably not, man. But like, I get I get the same vibes she, I got from Carl from fucking uh, what's he called? Walking Dead. <laughs> bless him. Right, yeah, bless him. I mean, funny enough, she's quite good in this episode. Yeah, it's actually when she gets older that it doesn't quite interestingly yeah work. But then, uh, I don't know. I, I don't must... know. I I I I think I don't think it's her fault because there is a few things I've seen her in. I haven't seen like clips of other stuff, and she's really good. I think she's actually wrong for this role. Yeah, and I think as a kid in the first episode, she's spot on, but as she gr- grows up, she just doesn't fit what they're trying to do with her. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I know. But that, that um, you can't, like, how can you predict that? You know, like. But you could argue Harry Potter, they got right, it's like, you know, they got really lucky with Harry Potter. Because imagine, like, J.K. Rowling even spoke about that, how, like, it's kind of, it's such a fucking lucky thing that they all grew up to be very attractive people. Imagine if they all grew up to be absolutely minging. Well. And then they're all leading this franchise and they're all just munters. Months. <laughs> well, it would have fit more probably if the we. I mean, the Weasleys weren't meant to be attractive necessarily, were they? Yeah, but everyone, everyone just turned attractive. Fucking Neville Longbottom. I mean, he's supposed to be the ugly one. He's 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 probably the best looking out of all of them now. Yeah. Man, and you've met him. Yes, we get it. Right. <laughs> What's the... Oh, I love how you can tell you like your stories. I've even met. I'm Neville just jealous because I, I want I want all of the I want all the glory. Come on, you've met loads of fucking people. You've worked with people. Never... Got... You've worked with people. What the fuck? What do I have? Like, yeah, you have Neville Longbottom trying mm. to trying to message um, Emma Watson on a on a birthday. Yeah. Oh, was it his birthday? It's his birthday. It's his birthday. And Emma Watson. And he showed you the message, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he went, he said, um, he said, oh, look at this fucking message. And uh, he he got it like, it was his birthday at midnight and it was about two in the morning. And uh, we're on call in in Leeds, if you know that. But, uh, and um, she was like, oh, happy birthday. Hope you've had a great day. And he's like, hope you've had a great day. It's like, my day hasn't even fucking started. I was like, she didn't give a fuck about me, mate. And uh, I was like, Wow. (laughs) Learned of a long bottom. And then he bought me a Jaeger bomb. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow. Crazy. Well, if we can clip that into a TikTok, I'm sure the Harry Potter fans will, will dive on that. Um, yeah. I bought him one after as well. It was nice. Oh, good. All Don't right. Worry. It's awesome. It's his birthday, man. It doesn't matter if he's a multimillionaire. Gotta be nice. Yeah, absolutely. Your man of principles. Yeah. Yeah. And that was it. And I've never seen him again. But yeah. It's one of them. Uh, <laughs> so... Yeah, this uh, show inspired me to keep trying to be creative throughout life in any shape or form mm. because Hank kind of does that, takes his writing and he <laughs> ends up trying to write fucking spit bars for rap, tries to write fucking... Oh, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. one season, isn't it? Yeah, that's a whole season, tries to write a musical, which, what? Like oh my god, he does with Tim Minchin. Fucking hell! This is the jump the shark seasons, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um he ends up try, uh, trying to be a professor for a while, and you can see where that's going straight away, and uh, <laughs> and it goes there and then some. Christ, doesn't he have? Doesn't he end up shagging like the professor and the daughter like yes. within yes. minutes apart? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> something <laughs> mental like that. Yeah. <laughs> There's one scene, I think it's the best in the whole show, 
completely jumped the shark, but I think there's a moment. I think there's... T- okay, so there's the... the, the perf- no, it, right. So you have the head teacher, mm-hmm. like who runs the school. Yeah. So, sorry, the headmaster's wife, who also is like a headmistress type thing. Then you have one of his, one of his class, one of his um, pupils, yeah. and then you have the teacher assistant. And there's one brilliant scene where like he comes into class and there's like an apple on the table, and then like I think, you know, I think the assistant's like flirting with them, going like, oh, like he, he you know, he's, you know, he's your apple for for being su- such a good teacher, you know, flirty. And then um, the pupil walks in. Sorry, I'm late. You know, I had a you know, I had a great night last night. Kept me up all night. They had sex the night before. And then the professor comes in. Oh, and all she, three. It's all three square. of them. And, and then there's this bit where he's just like, he takes the apple and eats it and they're all just staring at him, you know, like, like, proper in love with them. And he just goes on the white, on the chalkboard and he just goes, fuck, like he does in the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> I just, I, I, yeah, love it. God, I forgot about all that. You like all the scenes with this fucking character called, like, Gingy or whatever his name is? <laughs> What's... Here comes Gingy. The guy who puts his um, cock in between his legs and starts wondering yeah. because he's an alcoholic. And, uh... Yeah, but it's the first time you introduced to him, he's called, um, I think he's called, like, Bits. And, um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so it's like it's like a teacher's get-together in, like, the, the headmaster's house, you know, like, it's a mansion in Beverly Hills or something. And he goes... He goes in and like you know the the professor's there and with, with her husband and then and Bertie's there and he's just this normal normal bloke you know he's got the shirt on glasses on you know he's like oh this is one of our um one of our ex teachers he's coming mm. to visit or something like that he's got like and five then, years sober as well isn't he yeah yeah and, and, the, and the mention like you know no no well you, you don't know that at this point <laughs> and then um and then hang I think they. The, the professors go off to do something and he's just like, oh, right, I'll see, I'll see you're a writer also to kind of have a bit of a chin wag. And then he goes, and he's just having a bit of whiskey. He's just like, oh, oh do you want some? And he looks at it and he goes like, yes, go I, think I, yeah. I think I do, go on then. <laughs> and, and then, and then out of nowhere, he just gets absolutely hammered, takes off all of his clothes, tucks his dick in between his legs and just starts like, jumps out, the, literally jumps out the window like an action star <laughs> and just starts like just running. And then it's just like, what's wrong with him? It's like, did he have a drink? Like, yeah, he's been five years sober, man. What are you doing? <laughs> anyway, he becomes a reoccurring character, and he even gets he even gets married to Karen. Yeah. And there's and there's, a, and there's one scene where he's um, the you know because you can imagine how the season go, season goes like bit bit you know bit gets more ridiculous with his alcoholism and stuff like that, and they can't cope with the marriage, and then Hank swoops in, and there's just just this one moment where like where where the three of them are just in their house. And then, you know, I think Hank and Karen had like an affair or something. And then and then he goes like, you two should just, you know, you two should just be together. And they're like, what? It's just mm-hmm. like, you know, like I'm a man of, you know, I'm the man of the wilds. You know, I want to, I want to be, I want to be with the animals. Yeah, and he strips like, down I, naked I, and I, runs no, away no, again. Yeah, 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 I want to be animals, but these two are lovers. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm too wild for both of you. And he just strips down naked again and just like. <laughs> and he's sober. It is all else. He runs out and, and, and he starts drinking again. And he just like, I just want to fucking love life. But just like, who the fuck would go on like that? Anyway, so that's the second shenanigans bit. So the third one, they're at a rehab clinic. <laughs> and... <laughs> 
And then he's there, like Hank gets put in there. So, oh, Bertie? So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went off the went off the wagon again. <laughs> and uh, but I've been sober. I've been sober for three months now, and everything's great. Anyways, you can imagine Hank gets everyone the drink. And this really, and he strengthens straight away. He just like here comes Ginger, and he just like tucks his dick in between his legs and starts <laughs> going mental. He's brilliant. I love him. He's just he's just pure banter mm-hmm. as a person. Like yeah. Yeah, you get so the night's out when it's Hank, Charlie, Bates, and um, the, Eddie Nero. The, Eddie Nero, that's him. <laughs> Eddie Nero, that's another. There's just there's just so many characters. <laughs> the guy, the guy who um, method acted his way into gay sex so he could be better <laughs> at sex scenes. He, I, I think he got rid of his genitals in one season, <laughs> just, just so he could, so he can like method act being celibate or something, like something like daft like that. <laughs> Isn't there one when he's in a wheelchair for some reason? Is it? Did he? Did he like lose? Like, lose, like take away the nerves in his legs or something? No, so no. He's like... just he's acting like he, he lived. He lives in a wheelchair for a whole year just to play a character, <laughs> but he can still walk. And he gets flipped out of the chair in like a crucial like fight and all that, and he refuses to get out <laughs> to get up and up. <laughs> he starts crawling. Yeah. He's he's fucking nuts as well. Mm-hmm. And you got Tim Minchin's character. And funny enough, I think the um. I think it's the the rock producer in this one. Funny enough, he's from Sunderland, which um, I remember you telling me he is from Sunderland. Yeah, the guy. He's a recurring character so, even so, after he's dead. So he's he's the first of the shenanigan characters, and you mm-hmm. think, oh, nothing could be more crazy than him. But fuck me, it mm-hmm. gets way wilder than him. Mm-hmm. But at the time, you think, God, he's he's the the wild side character. Um, yeah, he's banter and there's just so many banter characters, and you got fucking Runkle mm. d- 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 trying to trying to have sex with like l- l- eating lobsters at the same time. Look, if you've never heard of this show, this probably just sounds like utter like trash and nonsense, but it's, well, look, it's brilliant. At the end of the day, it's an average show with amazing characters, and it could have kept going and going because even the most of the additional characters they bring in. Are amazing, and they just keep. And we didn't even talk about Ted, the producer. He's fucking banter as well. Oh God, yeah, that's another banter character. He's the guy out of. If you don't know, there's a really famous guy in uh, in Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day that keeps yeah. uh, walking up to Bill Murray every morning. He's going, in loads oh, of things you? as well. But that's he's like in loads of things. That's like his claim to fame. I think that's the thing he's yeah, most yeah. famous for. And man, like I think he's just grateful to have like a recurring role because he's fucking brilliant in it. You can tell they're having a blast in the later seasons. Yeah, and then Marcy, we haven't like Marcy's fucking Marcy, and then, and then who and plays then Bobby, of, but, uh, Bobby Hill in uh, King of the Hill. Race, race, yeah, yeah. and um, and then you have all of uh, you have all the Runkles flings of all the women, all the different women. Oh my God, of oh Christ, <laughs> yeah, you have you have the woman because he, he's an agent, the head of the agency, and it's just it's just this woman who just tries to have sex with him all the time, and she's like this very like old, you know, she's quite. Big and like intimidating. It's like Runkle. She sexually harasses him on a like daily. <laughs> pretty basis, much, yeah. yeah, pretty much. But it's funny because it's the other way around. Mm. Um, yeah, he just he just takes it, and that's uh, in reality. You know, you want to be like Hank, but in reality, you're Charlie. Everyone's Charlie, man. <laughs> yeah, but I, I remember Reese told me like like Runkle's the best character. Like I fucking aspire to be like him because he's got way more banter about him. Than, yeah, yeah. Than Hank. Hank's like the cool who you want to be. But really, you know, everyone's going to have more fun with Runkle. Everyone wants to hang out with Charlie. Yeah. yeah you, you know you're going to have a, a fucking night and a half with him. <laughs> Don't they nearly all die in a plane? Oh, yeah. yeah what that... the fuck? It's just mental. The show's mental, actually, with looking back. Um, but yeah, it's 
like I said, bang average, great characters, more influential than you'll ever know because it made it. It made a lot abs- of shows. Absolutely. It started off a trend that then probably peaked with Bojack, you know. Bojack perfected this, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think this oh, dating in Bojack's really funny as well. Um, it is. But there's, there's no net, there's no jokes in this per se. It's just characters doing fucking stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Um, would you carry on, David? Even though you already have. Well, I've carried on twice, and I might have to carry on and a I've, third time. And I've carried on four times, baby. Would you watch it a fifth time? Yeah, I'm, I think I'm. I think I'm on the road again. Oh yeah, you think I, you're ready? I think, I think I'm back on the wagon. Yeah. <laughs> Here comes Ginger. Yeah, it's great. Um, and you know, another thing, they really cram a lot of shit into a half an hour episode. They all feel like hour episodes. I'm, glad, I'm, I'm, I'm glad this is half an hour. Mm. It, just, it feels perfect for it. You get your time's worth, you know. Yeah, like the, there's no, they don't piss about anywhere. That, no, they really don't. Uh, yeah. um, uh, have you got have you got anything else to say about it, David, or should we wrap it up? Well, do you know the ratings for the show and the whole thing? I don't know the first episode, but I know the whole thing. Well, what is the whole thing again? Eight point three. Eight point three. Yeah. What do you think the first episode is then? Eight point one. Eight point four. Oh, really? Yeah. People look back on it fondly. Mm. And I thought, uh, be, I thought it'd be higher. Actually, no. Eight point three makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's good. Oh, and they even do a cameo where, like, when he's having his trial, he uh, he dresses up like an FBI agent. Oh, uh, yeah. It, well, he doesn't, but yeah, I know what you mean. Well, he makes uh, the, the, he makes the, the, a point. The, they say like, "Oh, you look good in that." And he's like, "I look like a fucking FBI agent." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a massive wink, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. The only thing they could have done more is have uh, Scully as his like defense attorney or something, but Gillian Anderson come in. That that sounds amazing, doesn't it? I bet they asked. Why not? This show's yeah, schlocky as fuck. fuck. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's what makes it though. They just don't give a they don't give a fuck at one point. No. And uh, I I, I think the guy who wrote this, um, Tom Capinos, he uh um, funnily enough, Capinos, uh, Capinos, I pronounce it. He um he actually. He he forgot about the script for years, and I think his wife or his girlfriend at the time like looked in one of his drawers and found the pilot to this and went, "This is fucking amazing." Really? And then that's how it got made. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, right. Uh, well, that's that's a year, David. Um, here's to another one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, you know before we get to the bit where everybody turns off right don't turn off yet fucking hell nobody's accepted our Twitter I think go back and have a look at that but that's not the thing I was going to say yeah so there is a £10 Amazon if you can figure it out there's not for the figure out you just need to listen to the whole thing yeah Um, we're we're, and we're aware that like January's like a very low time for podcasts and stuff like that and um, not many you know you're never going to get like new people coming around and all that, right? So we're going to do a like, we're going to do two episodes of, we're going to do a top 10 of each of our favorite. Well, we're still figuring it out. Show. We, we I'm, I'm kind of going towards a bracket system. 
You want to do like rounds, yeah? It'll be yeah. So, it'll be something. It'll be something. <laughs> it'll, be some, it'll be something in the best of, best of the year. And we're going to the worst and yeah. the worst. There'll be yeah. two separate things. They'll probably take all of January. So if you've been listening all the time, it'll be a grand old time, I think. And I'm going to post it on Instagram as well. So um, j- j- just yeah, I'm going to do the same bracket system on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <coughs> the that Instagram is fucking don't blame the pilot. All one word. A Twitter. Have a look at it. Go on, fucking have a look. There's nothing on it, like, but just go on anyway. And um, if that's... you follow it, something might happen. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, you know, for Christmas. <laughs> Don't blame the pilot. All one word. The TikTok is DBTP podcast. Look, we're just getting to the end of the year and all that, right? Everything's fucking hard and it? like, it's hard for everybody. We're probably going to be a lockdown again and all that. It's all well and good, but we'll meet. We're meeting up at Christmas and we'll get loads of clips and all that, and it'll be the TikTok will be grand. Trust me. It'll be a grand old time. It already is grand. There's some mad, mad videos on it. Like, um, one video is, <laughs> I, just, I don't know, Ted Lasso of all things, mental. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for listening to us for a year. For a year, yeah. Yeah. Really grateful. If To think of, like, the clip... <laughs> the world was in and like I wasn't really in a good I don't know to where we are now not to be sappy but it's been good mm. yeah yeah been good. I've had a good time yeah yeah so here's to another year here's to another year and yeah. uh it's not the end of the year I don't know why I'm saying that but you know whatever um and yeah take it easy have cool. a good week and we'll see you next week yeah see you later alright see you